Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Hey, hey, happy Monday. Glad to be with you here on another edition of Private Club Radio. I had a great weekend. I was up in Kiowa Island at the Golf Kitchen Dinner. Kiowa hosted four chefs from around the country and Puerto Rico from some of the best private clubs chefs out there. And the food was spectacular. There was, I think, 16 courses. Each chef had four courses. So it was an absolute treat. The dinner was hosted by Diana DeLucia of Golf Kitchen, and it was a James Beard Foundation benefit. You'll hear more about that in an upcoming episode of Private Club Radio. I actually interviewed the chefs, got their takes on what's happening in the private club industry and what they see in the culinary world. And it's a really good program that I'll have coming for you in the next week or two. This week, we're going to be celebrating the launch of the Definitive Guide to Membership Marketing. The book launched on Saturday, and I'm really happy that it's all over the world. I've sent copies to the United Kingdom, to Australia, to Estonia, to Canada, the United States, and other places around the world. And I am just so excited that we sold out. I even got my second batch of copies in, and I only have a few left. So I'm just extremely excited and honored that the book has done so well. And so what I wanted to do is give you a overview, if you haven't read the book or don't know much about the book, a little overview of what's inside. So the main premise of the book is that clubs are making one of three fundamentally critical mistakes when they are marketing their membership or communicating their membership message out there in the world. And this book really gets into what those mistakes are and how do you solve them. So I'm going to play an interview for you when I was recently on a show called That Business Show. It's hosted by a friend of mine here locally in Tampa. His name is Jamie Maloney. And this show, as you'll hear, is really geared towards entrepreneurs and business owners. But what I did is take the lessons from this book and from what I've learned in the private club marketing world and make them applicable to really anyone out there. But for our purposes, of course, this is really going to give you a taste of what is inside the book. So here's the interview, and I hope you enjoy that I am on the other side of the mic this time. We've got a great guest uh, today, one of my good friends, Gabriel Aloisi. He is the uh, founder of the uh, Private Club Agency, and he is uh, with us today. And he's also the author of the book, The Definitive Guide to Membership Marketing. And so, Gabe, welcome into the program this morning. Jamie, thanks for having me be on your show and be the guinea pig for your, <laughs> your 2.0. It's pretty awesome to be here with you. Absolutely. And so you can learn more about this over at membershipmarketingbook.com, membershipmarketingbook.com. And let's talk a little bit about this book. In this uh, book, you've got some uh, lessons that are very applica- applicable to uh, business owners. Start us off with one of these lessons. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's three lessons, main lessons in the book, in the introduction to the book, where I talk about some mistakes that I see clubs making across the country. And those mistakes are are what I see entrepreneurs making all the time as well. So the first one is selling to the wrong emotion. And what I mean by that is people buy things, and especially luxury things, for emotional reasons. They don't buy them for logical reasons, yet there's so many companies out there that try to sell to the logical side of the brain. And so I have some examples I like to use, and one of them is is shoes, right? Nobody buys shoes because it's a logical purchase, right? right? 
Well, people might say, oh, no, I, I need them because I'm going running. Well, why are you going running? I ask. Well, I want to go running because I want to feel good. I want to get in shape. So again, it, it always ties back to that emotional, emotional reason that people buy things. And so, so often, I go to a club or a business's website and they list off a bunch of bullet points about what makes them so great. And they talk about all these very logical things, right? So in my world, again, it's, hey, our course was designed by so-and-so, this architect, and it's got 12 tennis courts and we've got a banquet facility that can seat 250 people. And again, all these really logical reasons. But why do people actually want a private club membership? They want to enjoy their lifestyle. They want to relax. They want to make friends and be a part of a community. And so if you think about that in your own business, take a look at your marketing and see what you're doing and how you're communicating. You're most likely you're communicating for very logical things, right? We talk about our stats and our uh, download numbers mm-hmm. or uh, how many e-courses we've sold. These types of things are, are, aren't really impressive to most people. And that's not really what they're, they're wanting to see. So we want to talk to communicate with people with empathy. We want to communicate on a level that most people want to engage with us in. And that's so often on the emotional side of the brain. So that's the first lesson in the book. That's something that I struggle a lot with whenever I'm uh, trying to sell something to somebody because I'm a very logical thinker. And so I'm the stats person. I'm a, you get this, you get that, you know, you don't get that here, you get this here. And I'm very unemotional. And so this is something that I struggle with. But then I go back and I start to think, you know, you know, I recently bought such and such from this person. And I think, why did I buy that? And it's because I bought the person, I bought the emotion. And so, my own pattern of buying doesn't even match up with my own sales technique. And it's something that I struggle with. Uh, Do you find that most salesmen strictly, uh, or should say, go to the illogical side before the emotional side and that that emotional selling has to be taught? Yeah, I think think it is. It's a a learned skill. And one way to really learn it is to really become a better storyteller. That's, That's the shortcut I tell people is tell a story. People connect with stories. Since we were cavemen sitting around a campfire, we were sharing stories. And it's really something ingrained deeply within human nature to to connect with people via a story. So that's one way you can shut off that logical side of your brain, turn something very logical into a story. So in my book, the the example I give is a lot of times I'll see in social media accounts for these clubs, they're, you know, they're trying to get their message out. And they show a picture of a guy holding a trophy from the tournament he won. It's, hey, Mr. Jones won the member guest tournament on Tuesday. Hooray, blah, blah, blah. Um, well, instead of saying something kind of mundane like that, that nobody cares about, why don't you tell the story of Mr. Jones, how he shanked his first drive. He was in the woods. He had to hit this crazy shot under a tree, over a bunker, you know. <laughs> The wind was howling and it, he landed three feet from the green. He knocked it in. It was this impossible uh, task that he overcame. And, and people can, can, can really get behind a struggle like right. that. They put themselves in that, in that place like, oh, I remember when I was playing and the same thing happened to me. Wow, yeah. Or, you know, I remember when I was on a, a, a sailboat, my, my rudder fell or whatever. You know, like whatever the case may be, people can connect with a story. And so that's one kind of shortcut that I tell people that they can use when they're yeah. trying to talk yeah. on the emotional side. I recently wrote a blog, uh, Be a Great Storyteller. You'd be uh, surprised at the results uh, of being a good storyteller is. And I've interviewed so many people on this program. And you'd be surprised at how unique of a skill that is because I'll talk to somebody. I know that they have a great story. And I try to guide them through the story. And they just can't tell the story. 
And so I ended up telling it for them. And I've done that so many times on my program. And so really develop uh, those stories. And when you go into a, a sales uh, pitch meeting, you don't want to go right into the sales pitch. You want to, like you said, get to know the person. You want to open them up with, uh, with those stories and really connect with them. And I'll be honest, I mean, that's something that I struggle with. Another reason I struggle with that is because I'm so go, 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 go. I want to get sure. things done quickly. And right. you really got to kind of milk those relationships. And again, mm-hmm. that's an area where I struggle. What's sure. another uh, takeaway uh, from your book? The other takeaway is a lot of brands and a lot of clubs, especially in my, in my world, don't have a product hierarchy. And what I mean by that is every business should have at least three product lines. You should have an introductory product. You should have your core offering. And you should have that ultimate product. And, here, and here's why. Because you're going to find people that want to interact with your brand, or in this case, again, your club. Mm-hmm. But maybe they don't want to go for the ultimate package. Maybe it just doesn't suit their lifestyle. So in the private club world, again, the ultimate package is the full golf membership, right? So you know, it could be anywhere from 5000 to 100000 is your initiation fee. And maybe you're spending you know, up to $12,000 a year or more, not including what you eat and drink at the club. So there's a really high price tag. Plus, there's a lot of time involved. If you're a golfer, you've got to be there for four and a half hours. Um, and take time out of your day to do that. And a lot of millennials and younger younger folks aren't being attracted to private clubs just because of that same feature, right? So basically, I've been coaching clubs to you know expand their product line. And what I mean is you have to have some introductory products. So for instance, uh, when I accomplished something really big, right? Um, I went and bought myself a Rolex, right? But I didn't buy the top of the line presidential model because it wouldn't really fit my lifestyle, right? Like it would look ridiculous on my wrist. Like Jamie, you've seen me. I've, I'm mostly uh, I wear jeans and a polo shirt is is kind of my go to outfit, right? <laughs> you know, so if I had this really gaudy Rolex on, it would just stand out and be ridiculous. So, you know, I bought a I bought a very a, a lower end model, I guess you would call it, but it's what really suited my personality. So you, whatever product that you're selling, you've really got to have that hierarchy. You got to let people start off and get a little taste of your brand and then work their way up. Like maybe one day I'll buy the presidential model if I'm a 70-year-old man sitting around wearing suits. <laughs> yeah, and I think this is all this is so applicable in in all areas of business and another area that I've been struggling uh we are all on Facebook every single day and we see the Facebook ads and I've been studying these online marketers and you're right there is a hierarchy to what they're doing. There's always a free click here and get this, you get that and then what they're trying to do is just get your email address so they can continually market to you. But they give you right. something free, a free report or a free webinar on how to do this. But then when you go to the webinar, you realize it's a sales pitch for something else. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what well, you don't is, want to be shady about it. You definitely don't want to be shady about it. But but getting someone really engaged with your brand, they're going to move up that product cycle. Same thing with like a Mac computer, right? So you, most people don't go and buy a, the pro Macintosh, right? They don't buy the top of the line Mac. What they do is they probably start off with an iPad or an iPhone or maybe a, a lower end iMac. And someday they might need the pro Mac, but almost nobody starts off with the top right. And so you've got to actually focus more on instead of going after the new clients all the time or the new members. And again, in my case, go after what you've already got, people that are already engaged in your brand. So every club that I work with has social members. Well, if they have the social category, I should say, where they have tennis members. These are people you can move up your product hierarchy 
And they're, they're people who've already bought from you. So they're people who are already primed and, and already care about you and know about you. Yeah, that's, that's a business. That's an excellent point. Uh, you see this so often in, in memberships, uh, not just private clubs, but in memberships uh, you know, across any, uh, any city or organization. There's always this push to get new members, new members, new members, and people forget about the members that they already have. Right. And so what happens yeah. is those members end up going out the back door. And so you're constantly under so much pressure to replace the exiting members with the existing members. And in the private club age uh, uh, business, is the existing members really a lucrative area of, of, uh, of business for the uh, clubs to uh, sell their uh, additional products to? Oh, absolutely. Because members have daughters who, who have weddings and they have uh, business meetings to hold at the club. And they, you know, they, yeah, it, it can go on and on. But yeah, there's, there's, the pool of your members is is really the lifeblood of any club, you know. And so, so many people focus on external marketing, trying to get new customers. Focus on the internal, and, and and you can probably make a lot more money a lot easier in a shorter amount of time. And again, we're talking to Gabriel Aloisi. He's the author of The Definitive Guide to Membership Marketing, and again, the founder of the uh, Private Club Agency, and I uh, should say the Private Club Agency, yes. And you're also a, a podcast host. Tell the audience a little bit about the uh, podcast that you have. Ooh, I love my podcast. It's called Private Club Radio. And, and the reason I love it is because I love my listeners. I've got, I feel like I have the best listeners in the world. So it's a very core group, but... Uh, it's fun. We talk about the business of running a private club. So I'm speaking to general managers of these clubs out there, maybe membership directors, people that sit on the board or the membership committee. Those are the folks that listen to my show. And, and, and they're really some of the most intelligent people out there in the world and they're hungry for education. So it's great to be able to be with them once a week. And again, you're the author of The Definitive Guide to Membership Marketing. What's the website people can pick this up at? Membership marketing book, if they're interested. Membership marketing book. Membershipmarketingbook.com to pick that up. Got to uh, take a break, but we got another uh, point when uh, we come back from the break. Again, we're talking about some uh, tips uh, to enhance your business and three quality tips from Gabriel Aloisi, again, the founder of the Private Club Agency. And learn more about him also at that website, the Private Club or privateclubagency.com, and more about this program over at tampabayradio.com. We'll be back in a moment. So that was the first part of the show. I'm not going to play the commercials, of course, because that would just bore the heck out of you. Don't you like it that Private Club Radio doesn't play 30-second commercials? It's nice that we have our show sponsors who come on and deliver value for us. I really love that about this show. What I will mention to you in this little commercial break, however, is that if you haven't already, you need to download the Private Club Radio app. If you don't know, we actually have an official app for the show. And it's available in the iTunes store as well as the Android Play store. So go to the App Store on your phone and just search for Private Club Radio. Or if you're in the Google Play Store on your Android phone, just search for Private Club Radio and you'll see the official app. Go ahead and download that. And each and every Monday, you will have the episodes loaded right on your phone. Plus, it gives you easy access to do some of those other fun things like vote for the next show topic. So go ahead and download that right now and make sure you come back every Monday and listen to a new episode of Private Club Radio. Let's get back to that business show. 
And welcome back to That Business Show 2.0, where business becomes show business. Currently talking to Gabriel Aloisi, founder of the Private Club Agency, and also author of the book, The Definitive Guide to Membership Marketing. And Gabe, in the last segment, we are talking about two great tips uh, for business owners. One of them was, you know, be a great storyteller. Another one was be emotional with, uh, or connect with people on an emotional level, not so much a logical level. What's another tip that you can share with our audience from your book? Yeah, so the third tip in my book is to consider the sales cycle or the customer life cycle. And so what I mean by that, and again, bringing it back into my own world is often clubs send the same ad message or the same marketing message or the same communications on a broad broad basis. So they might blast out something to their social media and they might send the same graphic in an email blast and maybe they'll have the same similar billboard on the road, right? It's all saying the same message. And I think businesses do that a lot, right? Because it's, it's easy and you've got something that looks nice and you're, you're comfortable with. Well, what I think businesses could do to be a little bit more effective in their communication is to really consider who their audience is and where they are in the customer life cycle. So every business, every club has a customer who who either starts off not knowing anything about you, right? Everyone's got... You start off and you don't know anything about the brand. I don't know you from Adam, right? So if I started to tell you about all again about those features and benefits and things, you're not going to really... It's not going to resonate, right? Because I don't even, I'm not even acquainted with you. It'd be like going to a networking meeting and starting to tell people that, hey, uh, you know, my Uncle Bob just died and you know, like getting deep and emotional with people when they're not ready for it, right? And that's what you, what you need to do when you're considering your advertising. So if someone goes from... I, I call it an unaware prospect, someone who knows nothing about you, to an aware prospect, someone who knows a little bit about you and is kind of intrigued, someone who is maybe considering your product or service, and someone who's actually going to buy your service. You need to actually focus your message a little bit different and speak to different areas when you're talking to people who are on different areas of that life cycle. So for instance, uh, when you're using mass media, Jamie, um, billboards, things like that, you don't want to give all the dirty details. You want right. something quick, something that they'll just see you and recognize you and know you exist. On your social media account, it's completely opposite. That's when you're really wanting to build a relationship and, and give them a message that's going to be a little bit deeper, a little bit more personal. So there's so a hierarchy to the advertising uh, methods then out there from billboards to social media. Just like yep. you had said, there is a hierarchy to your proctization. Exactly. Yep, exactly. Yep. Perfect. That's that's a great analogy. So yeah, I think I think clubs have, have missed the boat there historically, and I think a lot of businesses do the same thing, where they where they build one ad and it's kind of one size fits all. So uh, here's a little analogy that I like to use. So if if BMW was going to place an ad in a in a car and driver magazine, they're probably going to talk about the torque and all these things that guys like, right? right. But if BMW is going to place an ad and say GQ. Maybe they'll have a, a a picture of a of a guy maybe with a woman on his arm, mm-hmm. and, or you know maybe he's dressed in a suit and he's leaning on his car. Or there's like some sleek curves to the car. So you need to you need to t- you need to cater to the audience that you're actually serving. And you can't just do a one size fits all marketing approach. Right. That's another area that I struggle with because every time I'm giving a pitch or I'm writing an ad for something, I write it how I would be a uh, you know would be attracted to. And so often I hear from people like that doesn't appeal to me. That doesn't appeal to me. I'm like, why? You get this? I've, I've explained it perfectly. And so I, that's a, a 
another area that I disconnect from people. That's that logical sure. brain of mine and not the emotional uh, brain of yeah. mine. And so that's why you got to get people like Gabe here to uh, handle your marketing and uh, help you out with those things. Cause you know, you got to be able to shift your message depending on where the message is going to. Now, Gabe, right. talk to us a little bit about your background. Uh, mm-hmm. You're a, a marketing expert and also you've went into this niche, the private clubs. So let's talk a little bit about niching. Why did you sure. go into the private club business? Yeah, great question. I was just speaking with a, a mutual friend of ours, Mark Ensign, about this yesterday. And so he was diving deep into, into, into my why, actually. He was pulling it out of me right on my show. And I, I guess it really boils down to when I, was, when I was really young, I started playing golf when I was three years old. My, that was my connection to my dad, with my dad. And we've always had that our whole life. So he was a professional golfer and um, a former professional golfer at the time, actually. And uh, we grew up t- teaching me the game, and it was just fun to be with him. It was, it was the little thing that we had. Um, I, I got into as I got a little bit older, my friends actually started to play because when I was a kid, nobody played golf. It wasn't cool, right? But like mm-hmm. once Tiger Woods burst out on the scene, it was cool. <laughs> so everybody was playing golf, and then uh, I got to spend a lot of time with my friends who were working at these private clubs, and that was always my dream as a kid. I wanted to be a member of a private club. And as a marketing agency, does it not did it not scare you when you wanted to go into that into that niche? Because so sure. many people are thinking, you know, I just got to get any business and any business I can get. I don't want to just yeah. focus the private clubs, I'd be missing sure. out the restaurants and the bars and all these other businesses I could mm-hmm. be marketing to. How do you overcome that obstacle or that fear? Well, I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, when I started the agency, I would take anything that came at me. Absolutely. But you know, you're, I think you're attracted to things that, that you love. And so it, it took me a couple of years. But once I, once I got in a little bit, I had a few, few clients and it's a very tight-knit industry. Most people know each other in the industry. I was able to get the ball rolling there. And, and launching the podcast really is what really took it to different to new heights for me in terms of raising my profile and and being able to reach a bigger audience it's been great but are you still an avid uh, golfer uh, these days yeah not as avid as i'd like to be I, i'd like to play you know i'd love to play a couple times a week i probably end up playing a couple times a month honestly golf is just yeah. one of those games i've never understood i always joke <laughs> i'm gonna get you out there one day jamie <laughs> i always joke that i'm saving it for retirement i gotta look for, forward to something in retirement and it seems like all the seniors <laughs> out there like to golf to me and we're in florida here it's way too hot during the summer i'll so. tell you why you shouldn't i'll tell you why you shouldn't wait though jamie because if you wait till retirement you're going to be get it's just going to frustrate you because you're going to want to just an easy day and, and relax, but then you're going to get frustrated because you're just learning the games. So you need to learn it now. That way you can enjoy it when you're retired. All I right? mean, there's a lot that goes into <laughs> golf though. I've been out on the golf course a couple of times and I'll, I'll play a hole or two. Then I'll tell my uh, group, I'm, I'm not playing. I just wait for the beer cart to, to come <laughs> around and grab a, grab a drink and, and relax after that. But there is a lot that goes into that game. It's, sure. I mean, how long did it take you to really kind of feel, be comfortable as a golfer? How long does it really take to go out there and have a good game? Well, it's different for everybody. For me, it was a little easier because I really grew up playing. And I, like I said, my dad put a club in my hand when I was three years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, it most, takes most people probably at least three to five years to really get a good handle on it. So it takes some, it takes some investment in it. emotionally too, because like I said, it could be a pretty frustrating game for right. sure. Now, um, now, other things now to, to, to make it a little bit easier for people to, to get involved. You, 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 we know they're here locally in Brandon, Florida, there's a top golf and that's a concept that's making golf more casual, more social. You can practice the game. 
and then get to learn it. So by the time you step on a course, you're in a lot better shape. Now, we were just in uh, PodFest uh, over in Orlando again. Yeah. Gabe's a uh, podcaster. Great. I'm a podcaster. A lot of podcasters in the uh, Tampa Bay uh, and Orlando community. And he was in the new uh, documentary called The Messengers uh, that mm, was produced right. by uh, Chris Kermitzos. Uh, so look for that out here pretty soon. The release was just uh, last week at PodFest. But there's a clip in there, and I want you to share with yeah. it because it was so interesting. Okay. <laughs> but it was on the idea of perception. Sure. And share yep. this story with us. All right, sure. So actually, uh, the, yeah, the messengers came out. I, I got we got to Black Diamond Ranch, which is a great club up in uh, up in a little north of us here in Tampa. And uh, yeah, the, the, what happened was I was living in the Philippines back in 2007, and I and for the first time I walked into a bar with a friend of mine, and I'm looking at the menu, and a do, uh, rum and coke is a dollar, and I, I said, okay, well that's in our money, of course. I said that's pretty cheap. Uh, a double rum and coke was 75 cents, right? A triple rum and coke was 50 cents. And so I'm like sitting there scratching my head. I'm like, wow, well, this is great. <laughs> so I asked the bartender, you know, what's, what's up with this? And she says, you know, sir, here in the Philippines, coke costs more than rum. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so the more, more rum I had, the, the, the price went down because the coke was the expensive item. So the lesson that I got from that, that I, that I like to share with people is what, what you think and what the customer perceives can be totally different. So often, what a customer puts value on can be totally different. So again, you really need to understand your target market. You need to shift that perception in your own mind so that you can speak in the level and, and really de- provide the value. Know your customer. When you know your customer, you can, you can build products and services for that customer. Yeah. So that that's going to delight and entertain them. Um, if you don't, if you just think that, oh, well, this is what I think is going to work, that if you're just working on opinion, an opinion is going to take you down the wrong road so many times. So you need to have facts. You need to do your due diligence up front. You really need to understand your target market. Such a uh, great point. I remember him uh, sharing that uh, story on the messenger. I was, I was confused, but I was like, why is that cheaper? And it's so obvious when you say that in the Philippines, rum is cheaper. So you just don't yeah. think that way. And, and again, it's that's... awesome rum, by the way. It's like, it's called Tandui. It's, it's, it's been re- voted the world's number one rum, believe it or not. Very so. cool. Yeah. All right, well, we got to wrap up another great show here. Gabriel Aloisi, founder of the uh, Private Club Agency, also the author of The Definitive Guide to Membership Marketing. Pick up a copy of that book, Membership Marketing Book. Dot com. Did I get that right? Membershipmarketingbook.com? You got it, Jamie. Thank All you right. so much. Sounds good. Gabriel Luisi, thank you so much for being with us today and take care. Thanks for having me. Well, there you have it. That was my appearance on That Business Show hosted by Jamie Maloney. I definitely recommend you check out that program if you get a chance. You don't have to be in Tampa Bay to listen to it. They have it online there. And it's just as applicable anywhere in the world as it is to here in Tampa. So, Anyway, hope you enjoyed that. That's a little piece of what's inside the book. There's a whole lot more inside this book, folks, and I hope you have already purchased your copy. If you haven't already, go over to Amazon or Barnes & Noble and search for my name, Aloisi or Gabriel Aloisi, and you will see that book come right up. It's called The Definitive Guide to Membership Marketing, if you already don't know that by now. (laughs) I don't know why I'm repeating that. I'm sure you do because you've heard me drill that into you for the last two months, but I'm just so excited about it. So thank you for giving me a little leeway here and and, and bearing with me. Uh, But if you also would like to purchase a signed copy, you can do that at membershipmarketingbook.com and I'll actually sign it for you and pop it in the mail. 
And if you use the code PCMA, you'll be making a donation to the PCMA scholarship fund in addition to your purchase. So you'll be doing good for someone out there as well, which we always love to do here at the Private Club Agency. Just one more thing before I leave you. If you've read the book or if you're just a little bit interested in the book, or if you think this would make a good education session at your local CMAA chapter or PCMA chapter, go ahead and tell your chapter education chair about this book. I would love to get a copy in their hands, and I would love to come out to your chapter and give a little presentation related to this. So if you want to hear more, please reach out to your chair. That would help me a lot because I want to spread this message and get it in the hands of as many people as possible because I think it's a critical message that the world of private clubs needs to hear. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you have a productive week there at your club. And until next week, here's to your membership success.